Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Comic Geek Roundtable. I am your host, Tom Van Orden. Joining me today is our editor-in-chief, Robert Byler. Hey, Tom. How's it going? It's going real good. How about you? Oh, good. What you, got in the, what you got in your glass there? I got a little bit of a mint julep going on. We bought a mint plant at the local nursery. This is a true fact. Uh, I wondered where you went. I did, I did wonder where you had gotten the plant from. Yeah, we got it at Stauffer's, Um And we... I purposely bought it because I realized that our growing season was too late and there was no way I was going to grow like lettuce or anything that I planned to grow in that pot. So I was like, well, this plant already exists. I can think of a thousand ways to use mint. So yeah, you can use it in your coffee and your drink and other things. Uh, I'm your... hoping that Megan will use it in her smoothies, uh, her, her morning smoothies. If she goes back to drinking those again with her, summer of unemployment <laughs> how's that been going so far it has been going pretty good um actually an update for all of you on the common geek listeners whatever be gentle um on thursday i actually got a job this past thursday so um in virginia so we're leaving yeah robert this is my two months notice i am leaving <laughs> Thanks, pal. Uh, but by leaving, I mean I'm going to just record the podcast from a different place on the planet. It would have been way more inconvenient if we moved to a different time zone. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, I mean, know. we have other people that are on, like Rachel and uh, Rachel's really the only one right, right now. I can think off the top of my head that's on a different time zone. I think Matt is on a different time zone. Matt Lee, the man in the booth. Yeah, the man in the booth. Hey! <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Fucking Matt. Um, All right. Uh, what was I going to say? So I wanted to ask you, because uh, I wasn't here, how do you feel last podcast went without me? Was it well? Yeah, it always goes pretty well. Very good. That's that's always what a, a host likes to hear. I always feel I do better than you, frankly. That's probably the case. Ah. You, dr- you drink a lot less bourbon than I do, just on a regular basis. As always, we will start the show... Robert, give us your news of the week. What's going on with you and your world? You've gotten me addicted to Prison Architect. Uh, <laughs> I got, I've gotten this whole fucking house addicted to Prison Architect. Megan is over there playing it as we speak. That was an accident. But so are you enjoying Prison Architect? Yeah. What, what about it is appealing you? What is drawing you in? I said this the second you started showing it to me, and you have like fought me the whole way on this. Uh-huh. Is It reminds me of SimCity. You've got designated zones for certain activities. You have to, like, build out. And you can kind of, like, you tend to build, like, a more haphazard style. I, like, try to, like, do, like, a grid system where everything's, like, very well laid out and set. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I I guess it kind of is, like, a SimCity thing. But I feel like it's a lot more, it's a lot closer to, like, The Sims. It's somewhere in between. But you're saying, you think The Sims because you can control the individual people in it? Yeah. See, I think SimCity because of the building aspect. So I get what you're saying as well. The Sim, the Sim City part of it is hilarious because technically, if you let the prisoners go about their, you can never really directly control the prisoners. Mm-hmm. You only are in control of like the staff. So you can only the only way you have to control the prisoners is to control their environment. Right. I read a review, uh, like a Steam review, that said um, Prison Architect is hilarious because at its core, it's a kind of a goofy game about making a prison. Mm-hmm. But then as as you learn to play it well, it becomes more of a horror game. And you realize, like, the things you have to do to your fellow man when they're incarcerated. So, like, I don't think any of the three of us have gotten to that level yet. It's just been kind of goofy fun. I think Meg has dogs, though, so. Yes. Yeah, she's she, about to have armed guards. Armed guards. 
And dogs. Time for those Supermax prisoners. Fuck. All right. Well, she is clearly prepared for the inevitable. So besides Prison Architect, what? Uh, anything else new and interesting in your world? Uh, just being overwhelmed by uh, Apple News and E3 announcements. E3, like, broadsided me this year. All the press conferences started on day zero and day... Day negative one, one and day, day zero. zero. Yeah. yeah. And then day one, when E3 officially started, like, half of them were already done. Yeah. Like, like literally only Nintendo was left. Um, Nintendo was the only one who followed the rules. Yeah, basically. Anything from E3... I mean, even if we're going to talk about it later, uh, just let me know. Like, but what from E3 really uh, stood out? Oh, man. Uh... Injustice 2. That's it, it. It technically got leaked right before E3 started, whatever day that is technically. But I did you see the trailer for it? Oh, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just I didn't even the only time I ever played Injustice 1 was with you. Yeah. Um, and I so I never played the actual campaign, but just it looks cool. And I'm hoping that they add like a bunch like there's been a whole bunch of talk about like wish lists of people that they want to be in it. Like, not from the developers, but, like, other fans, like, who they would like to see in it. And I would just like to see, like, the whole of Teen Titans. Like, someone said Beast Boy, and I thought that would be, like, really rad. Cyborg was already in Injustice. Yes. Raven was already in Injustice. Robin Robin was. was Nightwing. Nightwing was. Nightwing was. Yeah. Yeah, so we're we're already, like, three-quarters of the way there. Yeah, well, we got... I'm trying to think. If you mean, like, are we thinking, like, the core team from the... From like, the, from the cartoon cartoon. Then it would uh, be Starfire, Starfire and Beast Boy. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say two thirds of the way to full Teen Titans. I'm just saying, think of it like Beast Boy, like his special would be like turning into a dinosaur and like biting you and like throwing you. Nowhere near as cool as tasering somebody and hitting them with a Batmobile, which I think to this day stands as my favorite uh, super movie. Are you sure it's not Aquaman's shark coming out of nowhere? I did forget about the shark. Yeah, that <laughs> might be that might be that. Yeah, um, to me, Microsoft did a really good job though. Killer Instinct uh, season three is coming. Uh, Gears of War four. Uh, Dead Rising 4. I uh, I don't know. I'm in the air about the 4s. Yeah. Dead Rising. I mean, Dead Rising 3 looked cool, but I never got around to playing it. Same. I uh, only which is sad because it came ones. out It came out for PC only a couple months after it came out on Xbox. Uh, Halo Wars 2 also like, got some firm, firm info. I think it's that's simultaneous. That's going to be simultaneous PC and console release, mm-hmm. as I understand it. Yep. Which would, I mean, that's pretty cool. And uh, they also said, like, low-key that uh, in the next couple of months you'll be able to have mouse and keyboard support on the Xbox One. Which as, is they're finally acknowledging that we're basically building closed-boxed PCs. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but, like, all of the all of the new Xbox information kind of points to, we just want to do PCs. Oh. Essentially, they're doing what Steam is already doing. Yeah, they want to figure out how to do PCs that lock you in. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's cool. What about you? Anything uh, special stand out to you? Horizon Zero Dawn. I, which one is that? I heard that's about. the di- the robot dinosaur one, the one with the robot dinosaurs. Yeah, uh, that takes place in the future. <laughs> they showcased it at last E three, but they only had like an announcement trailer. Is it a first person shooter? It or? is a third person action RPG. That reminds me a lot, just from your description, of Dino Crisis Two. Yes, except for the dinosaurs are fucking robots. Uh, it takes place in a future where robots become sentient and human, and they basically become the dominant power on the earth and humans revert back to being tribal. Mm. Oh, you know what else? Sorry. I just kind of decided to pull up a list to see what else yeah. that I couldn't re- remember. Uh, Resident Evil seven. I didn't like six. I never played six. I, I played heard like, it was I, awful. I played a little bit of it. I didn't, I didn't care for it. This one is like, they're calling it like a, like a soft reboot. Like, because if you watch the trailer for this one at all, and they release, like, a playable demo, it's all in on the horror aspect. Like, it's very 
Silent Hill, Outlast. Um, Fuck you. Don't ever say that word again. Outlast. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing, like, you're like, uh, I think literally the plot of what they've released so far is like a guy wanted to make a horror movie and broke into an abandoned house to film. And it's like fucking haunted or something. Huh. That's weird. Yeah, it's like a very big departure from what I think of as Resident Evil, but it it almost seemed like a different horror game that wanted to borrow their IP. Uh-huh. And but I'm I'm whatever that horror game is going to be, I'm excited for. Like it made me think of Slender. Game, those games have like I would say the games that are really influencing a lot of horror right now to me are Slender, Outlast, and Amnesia. Exactly. The big focus is on being powerless against against whatever you're fighting because that, yeah. that's a huge part of the all those games yeah like those were both all of those influenced uh alien isolation which by the way we underrated as fuck that game is real good yeah uh, and i haven't even gotten to the part with the xenomorphs yet oh sorry because i'm looking at this list i want to know what your thoughts on the division expansion i have i didn't get the season pass so i'm anxious about it i am markedly excited kind of not sure yet yeah i haven't dove into the division as much as i would have liked to um i hate the dark zone mm-hmm. which is like <laughs> as i understand it's like a big part of like the end game is like uh, going to the dark zone and fucking that's the pvp people. section yep that's yeah. where all the pvp is uh um, last ones before i i'm all done uh-huh because i'm just looking at this watchdogs 2 because it looks like so different from the first one like I, way more actiony it kind of bothers me to an extent i really like the idea of the hacking aspect in the first one and it seems like they've kind of not gotten away from it entirely, but, like, backpedaled from it. Mm. Like, it's part of the story, but not necessarily... Nothing I've seen so far tells me it's part of the gameplay. I've seen, like, it's still, like, you can walk around and, like, profile people and stuff, but, like, hacking isn't, like, doesn't seem as... Like, you can still hack your way into a car or whatever, but it's not as, yeah, influential into the direct gameplay as much as I saw. I think you can still do the things like turn your turn the streetlights, you know, different change the color on the streetlights to scrope traffic and Make stuff. Make the fucking cop poles pop out and yeah. kill people. Uh, and then Warhammer 40k Dawn of War 3. <laughs> you seem excited. I have boarded the hype train when the reveal trailer was announced. And then last one, which <laughs> I doubt get on the hype train for this, is Titanfall 2. Uh, single player campaign, I'm on board. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was like your big complaint about the other one was yep. that it was fun, but that no, got... I didn't fucking care about it because yeah. you have a very distinct dislike of multiplayer only. I don't like because this is what happened with Titanfall is that I don't like when the servers die. When the servers die, my sixty dollars are gone. Mm. Like it would. When... It, it'd be different if there was like AI you could fight. You mean? Yeah, exactly. Like Battlefront, the original Battlefront mm-hmm. uh, was great because I never played online. I played on my console and fought against the ai and it was fun but like when they were like yeah we got battlefront for pc there's no ai i was like you lost me because like and your your prediction played out with with both of those games in that the player base dried up moved on to something else and now there's basically nothing to do with that game yeah the problem is nobody especially we i play almost exclusively on pc nobody can compete with like Team Fortress, Overwatch, like all of these cheaper. Well, Overwatch uh, is full sixty, isn't it? No, Overwatch no? is a forty dollars game. Oh, okay. So it's, but it's still a price. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Team Fortress is the only one of those that is free. But it's like you can't compete with. You can't be a PC shooter and compete with Overwatch, or compete with Team Fortress, or compete with CS:GO, which is a thirty dollars game. Twenty dollars if you do it at the right time. Yeah, but like. You can't, they don't compete with those things. So it's like, 
they people get in real excited and they play them and they're like, ah, fuck this. For a game that is functionally the same almost every time. Fuck I've... you, because it is not functionally the same. Everybody wants to play Dust. It's the same goddamn game every time. I mean, I purposely choose maps that aren't the same, but for a game that is functionally the same game every time, no matter like what map you're on, uh-huh. it has so much replayability that people have just stuck with it for like 10 years. I know, and I, I'm glad at least that Go came out, which was like a little bit different. Yeah. Then Counter-Strike. I mean, it's it wasn't that different because, again, everyone always wants to play on Dust. I do purposely try... Because, like, you can choose, like, level packs. Uh-huh. So I always try to choose ones that don't include Dust I, so I can play something different. I like playing, uh, like, Gun Game. Yeah. Uh, gun Game or whatever the equivalent... I don't remember what it's called in uh, I know what you're talking about, where, where you, every time you kill, kill somebody, somebody, you get, get a new, new gun. gun. I like playing that because that game never takes place on Dust. Yeah, the one I always think of for that game is it's, like, a house in the in a field. Yeah, there's a house in a field, like and a then there's the two other story one. house. Yeah, the other one is a house or is a boat house. Yes, the, um, on the water. And then the other one is uh, like a shanty town in like uh, some kind of like Caribbean island or something like that. Can't think of that one, but I probably played it. Yeah, but like if you can't compete with those guys, like you're done. Why? Why would you ever make a multiplayer only game anymore? If nothing else, it takes like half of your team. I mean, there are some games like sorry in that first person category you're you're screwed but like there are other game types like dota and uh league of legends uh but i see i like battleborn because they wanted to do a moba but their moba has a single player campaign oh and that's like to me that was like a huge that was a, I, is that the one where they're putting out no that's overwatch i'm thinking with the little vignettes yeah battleborn was gearbox yes okay uh, the people that do uh Borderlands. I always think of them as the people that did uh, Halo PC. They did do Halo PC, and then they did Band of Brothers. They're responsible oh, for Band of Brothers. Um, yeah. And they're responsible for uh, Borderlands and now Battleborn. As good, I a good under- lineup. Yeah, as I understand it, their next project after Battleborn is Borderlands 3. Nice. So, like, me and Meg will pick that up, and uh, our friend and uh, professional replacement guest, Eric Lundquist, will probably pick that up. And we'll, I'm hoping to get... I've never... Half of pe- people say that half of the joy of Borderlands is playing it with other people, and I never really experienced that. Like me and Eric used to play it split screen when Borderlands Two came out on uh, 360, but like I've never really experienced playing Borderlands as a solely multiplayer. So I'm really interested to see when three comes out if the three of us get it if to kind of yeah to kind of get at it and like beat the shit out of it. Um, before we go to break, real quick, I want to gush about how stoked I am for Dawn of War. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry, yeah, we did kind of gloss over that. I cannot afford to play 40K. Like that. Like, oh, the actual like game. Like actual 40K. Is All like, the miniatures and the yeah. uh, and the painting. and Like the starter kit with unpainted models, it's like 100 bucks. Uh, you can get one for like 50. Well. But yeah. The and, official and that... starter kit is $100. Yeah. Um, And then you got to get paints for that on top of it. So like, you got any I'm, time. You time to paint them. You got time. I so I'm always like wildly interested in their their games because I love the idea of the universe. Yeah, it's, the lore and everything is cool. Like and it's... space orcs and like insane devotional marines and things like that. So like, what what are the black marines called? The chaos marines. Chaos marines. Yes. Uh, so I play I play pretty much every 40k PC game I could possibly play. Yeah, you even played that one that a lot of people didn't like. Which one was that? Uh, uh, Space Marine. Space Marine, yeah. I just remember a lot of people not liking that when it first was announced. All I remember is that Total Biscuit gushed about it for 30 minutes. Isn't that because it had, like, the most insane number of menus? Or is... No, it was because... Um, the man does like his menus. Yeah. But he gushed because it was just 
chainsaw swords and bolter rifles and like that was your gameplay some guy walked up to you like fuck you i got a chainsaw i don't think i've ever sat mouth agape at a trailer like i did for the announcement trailer for dawn of war 3 yeah i i love the dawn of war series and i'm like so beyond excited for that so i've got one question for you what's up who wins in a fight chaos marines or marcus phoenix uh the chaos marines because chainsaw swords instead of chainsaw guns well, you would think the guns have an advantage. The problem is the chaos. The Marines would draw it into a close quarters fight, and the swords do a lot better than a gun. All if right. you remember correctly, you have to sprint at somebody with your chainsaw gun up to chunk them. Oh, yeah. God, it's so, been a long time since I played Gears of War. Uh, I keep meaning to buy the Ultimate Edition because it's only 30 bucks, and I liked the first Gears. Yeah. But I also don't want to really buy something from the Windows Store. <laughs> all right uh before we go in and talk about our articles that were posted on comedy.tv we are going to go to a quick break and when we get back uh we will be talking about xboxes and apple tv so stick around for that crunchyroll is a service dedicated to giving you the latest anime from japan we talked to nicole from vancouver who's been subscribed for over two years here's what they had to say the quality of everything is always superb it makes it so i don't have to like go to the dingy corners of the internet to try and find the things that I want to watch. When it came to getting the latest shows, Nicole was pretty impressed. Honestly, their selection is really good when it comes to newer and more obscure anime. And why is that? Because you have access to nearly all of them from Crunchyroll. And there you have it. Go to commongeek.tv slash affiliates to get your own free two-week trial for Crunchyroll. And we're back. I hope you enjoyed that Crunchyroll ad. I know you always do. Robert, you enjoy that, don't you? I love anime. <laughs> Attack on Titan and stuff. Fucking. I do. I actually have that on my Netflix queue. I wish they would do an English dub and I watched shit out of it. I dubs over subs a thousand times. We and I are both dubs over subs. We're like a minority in this. Yeah, because we're dirty heathens, according to people that actually watch anime. Matt is over there giving me the finger because I assume he is dubs, uh, subs over dubs. Yeah. Okay. Also, there is an English dub of Attack on Titan. Oh. Fucking, is there really? Yes. Why is it not on Netflix? I don't know. Maybe it is. On maybe it is. Maybe, we just need, maybe it's been updated. I don't know. All right. Well, in the chaos of E3, Apple decided it was a good idea to hold an event. Tell me. Technically, Rob, if everybody would have followed the rules like Nintendo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Apple would have done theirs two days before. Yeah. But. So what do we got? What's, uh, what, are you, what are you talking about on Comic Geek uh, regards to Apple? All right. Well, we had a couple articles. Uh, I, I, uh, iOS 10 is the new version they announced coming out in the fall. It's going to have a bunch of updates. Messages is being like, completely redone. One cool thing about the messages is, at least something I thought was cool, is you can write out a text, and then you can click on a word and turn that word into an emoji. <laughs> like It'll give you the irrelevant emoji to turn it into. <laughs> How far we have fallen from God's grace. Anyway, continue. Uh, Marissa, Marissa Morin, who wrote the uh, article about messages, the one thing she said is that pictograms are so much more fun. Whatever you say. But uh, Apple TV uh, is getting a new remote app, some Siri functions, uh, and they had some cool little facts that they gave on stage too. So the original Apple TV was like a closed platform. P- companies could like ask Apple like about making a making an app for it, or Apple approached them, one or the other, and they got up to a max of 80 and then seven months ago, they announced the new Apple TV, and it was going to be op- more open. Developers could make their own apps for it. You can make your iPhone app compatible with it. Uh, and they now have over 1,300 apps. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, and also 6,000 apps that can natively work with the TV. 
even if there's not like an existing app for it. And what was the other big thing that came that stood out to me? Oh, single sign-on. So you know how have we have Xfinity for yeah. our for our internet, and we had to sign on for stuff. Uh, and like every time we like, for example, got a new app, we'd have to use our Xfinity login. Uh-huh. They're having what they're calling single sign-on, which is you attach your Xfinity or Dish or whoever you have, attach your logon to the device, uh-huh. to the overall device, so that every time you go to an, an app that needs that, you can just automatically get in. You just log in one time. And it's already. Wow. And also, you can use that, and you can see a screen of all apps that utilize your network login. That's awesome. So like, you can see, like, oh, I have Xfinity. My Xfinity subscription gives me access to all of these. Like, I can see everything that that has access to. So That's pretty cool. Little changes, like I said, things like that, like just simplifying an already existing process is appreciated to me. It is too bad that Apple is pure evil. Oh, is that so? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Stay with, stay with Google because their their motto is about not doing evil. Don't be evil, yeah. Yeah, don't be evil. I, I mean, at this point, is there really anybody that is not evil? I don't know, but everyone's always like, you need to get, tell me I need to get on the iPhone bandwagon, but the more and more I look at them, uh, they're becoming so similar. Yeah. It, the only reason I really stick with Google is because I like the customization options that it offers. Like, there's just a few more options for customization on Android for setting up in a way that more fits my user style. Yeah, I I definitely agree on that. I uh... Oh, and they announced you'll be able to default, uh, you'll be able to not remove, but take the icons of stock apps away. Uh-huh. Because with, a, you know, one of the major st- differences existing still is that there's not an app drawer mm-hmm. like there is on Android. So all of your apps are always on your home screen and you could never get rid of default apps so you'd have to just like stick them in a in a folder so are they making you can't get rid of it but you can make that bubble disappear and you can go back onto the app store and click the button to make it come back that sounds just so much more complicated it would it would legitimately i feel like be simpler just to have the drawer um but i guess it's their stylistic choice so the main article that we're going to talk about what we're talking about is the apple tv is there anything about it that really that really stuck out to you as being a breakout feature. Do you think this competes with things like the Fire Stick, the Chromecast? No, um, there uh, the major changes that came to it aren't groundbreaking. Uh, they announced that a couple new apps are going to be uh, coming out for it. Sling came out the same day as the conference, and Spo- Fox Sports Go could. They like were really touting that it could do like four games at once. Yeah, which. Whenever I hear something like that, makes me think of Back to the Future Part Two, yeah. <laughs> when Marty McFly Jr. pulls up like sixteen TV shows at yeah. the same time, and I'm just like, why? Um, so you don't think that the even the new Apple TV stuff is going to compete with those things? Because of, is it because of a price point issue or because of a features issue? It's competing with them, uh-huh. but it's not really. How do I put this? It's, it's competing with someone who's not locked in. Someone who is like bought a bunch of uh, movies and stuff from Google or a bunch of movies and TV shows and stuff from Apple, uh-huh. they're more likely to go for their respective, sure. like either the Apple TV, right, right. Google TV, yeah. whereas someone who isn't locked into any of them could be like thinking about Chromecast or who, has, who doesn't, first off, who doesn't plan on buying, who just wants to be able to stream, right. could really just think about any of the devices, Roku, Chromecast, sure. Uh, Apple TV Fire. I stick. mean, at this point, like Apple Fire TV Stick, <laughs> Amazon Fire TV Stick. Yeah, sure. Um, Wait, what did I say? Apple. You said uh, Apple. Sorry, I'm just thinking about the, the Fire TV Stick. It's just a really unnecessarily long name. We've actually switched our uh, our usage mainly to a console mm-hmm. because I have a PS4 for like exclusives. Yeah. Well, so, you also like, use PlayStation View. 
Right, and v- but Vue has an app for everything. Really? Except for, uh, we learned, uh, their Chromecast support hilariously is only through iOS devices. Huh. Yeah. That, I mean, that is, and that's the thing, that's kind of like the last holdout for a lot of, like, a lot of first-time apps. Yeah. Or app features go on iOS first. Unless you're, unless it's a Google product, right. obviously. And actually, even then, uh, Google released a new keyboard for iOS a few months back that, that hasn't been released for Android. Well, to be fair, that's because it's not SwiftKey, so who fucking cares? <laughs> All I am waiting for is for SwiftKey to announce a uh, Wear keyboard, and I will lose my shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do not. I always chide people who specifically like suck on the teat of specific brands mm-hmm. but like swift key could do they could like euthanize a bunch of babies and i would still love them wow <laughs> i love that's a, that's a really good keyboard i love swift key i paid seven dollars for it when it still used to cost money wow yeah i'm uh, willing to two notes that aren't going to get us too far off track uh one are you upset that they're not going to be updating your watch i'm I don't know. I, it makes perfect sense because I had the Droid Eris mm-hmm. when the Droid phones were first popular, mm-hmm. and the Eris was updated one too many times. That has happened with every I, uh, iOS device I've ever had. Uh, so it was updated one too many times, and it became essentially unusable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not upset. I'm not upset in that regard because I would like that my watch is going to keep being usable mm-hmm. but i am also bummed that i'm missing out on features right because the moto 360s are are relatively on the lower end of the price spectrum for smartwatches, i mm-hmm. would be willing to buy the next generation yeah um but for now i'm gonna stick with what i got and okay. kind of deal with it and then final uh side note you mentioned about paying for swift key so paying for an app that you don't really need but really enjoyed and, and was good enough for you so weren't you one of the people that kind of got on my case for paying for a podcast app <laughs> I okay wait okay wait let's rewind here real quick because I paid four dollars for pocket casts because of a contributing writer Travis Armit recommended it to me my reason for that is because even like the roundtable is available on our browser Mm -hmm. the nice thing about Chrome on Android and I have no idea how this works on iPhone because I've never owned an iPhone device um on Android you can I mean I can shut my screen off Mm-hmm. And it will still play our podcast in the background. Okay. So I never really felt – I'm not like you. You are one of those people that is like, if I can have an integrated or an app feature that does this thing for me, I'm okay. You would be okay with just going through the browser. I would absolutely happily go to a browser and listen to a, a podcast that way. Mm-hmm. And also, a lot of the podcasts that I listen to are on YouTube anymore. Mm-hmm. So YouTube has the nice – especially when you have um, – I don't know if this is specific to Red – subscription mm-hmm. but it'll background play any podcast that i yes that up. is that is a red specific okay the ability to turn off your screen yeah so i i mean i turn off my screen and i listen to the co-optional lounge or the co-optional podcast or whatever that for me is kind of what's i don't know that i would pay i don't listen to any non-youtube podcasts enough to pay money for it whereas all of the podcasts i listen to are not on youtube exactly and i think that the main difference is you listen to you listen to a story podcast. I listen to game podcasts. And it's really hard to do a gaming podcast without some kind of visual aspect. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them Well, no, most with... of the podcasts I listen to are discussion-based, but they are audio developed. They are developed audio first. Right. Whereas, like, Rooster Teeth or the Co-Optional or, like, Adam Savage's Tested, they were all really 
video podcast first. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm, we've kind of gotten away from the topic, but so now you just made me think about it. What is the difference to you then between an audio podcast and just a video podcast with audio? No, 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 no. no. I was going to say a show. Nothing. Okay. I I'm mean, just... like, because like here, usually, I mean, we follow a format mm-hmm. where it's about the guests, about the articles, and about the. Or rather about our lives than about the articles than about the guest or about the articles. You've given away the secret sauce. No, no. They all know. To me, it, it, it a podcast is a show. Okay. Like, you know, you listen to a morning show on your morning commute. Mm-hmm. A podcast is essentially that. So you have to appeal on a podcast to that audience. Okay. So it's kind of, they're essentially the same thing. We've gotten way into the weeds about meta media. <laughs> Fucking meta, man. What does it mean? What is a metaphor? So you want to talk about something else? Uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and talk about the new Xboxes. Two of them. Uh, yeah, I'm really curious about this high-end Xbox. The Project Scorpio. Ooh. Uh, so yeah, Adam Adam Houck, managing editor, wrote an article because uh, Microsoft revealed at E3 two new Xboxes, including the Xbox One S, which they gave like a bunch of info for, and then this super-powered Project Scorpio. They squeezed it in right at the fucking end there. Yeah. They were like... By the way, Project Scorpio. And it's we're all have, like, what? It's going to have 4K and VR support. I would like to remind the world that the last time Microsoft revealed a mysterious project, it was like fucking Connect. So, <laughs> what was, oh man, Connect had like a cool name too, didn't it? It did. I don't remember what it was. So, how do you feel about the S and the Scorpio? I like the S for the very specific reason. Um, that I consider consoles sometimes instead of PCs. It's powerful and small, and I don't have to build it. I, I legitimately feel your opinion on that, but mm-hmm. like at this point, for like an extra hundred bucks, you get a very capable Steam Link or a Steam Machine. Mm-hmm. So like, even I don't know where I stand on the S. Right, right, right. But you're gonna get that very capable Steam Machine. In a box that's, like, four times as big. No, I mean, like, they make Steam machines that are, like, the size of an Xbox. Oh, really? Yeah. I've seen them. They've just always been in, like, the $600 range yeah. starting. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and then I look up at our, our PC we have uh, mounted on the wall now, which is smaller than... Uh, which is almost as small as a Steam Link. It's about, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's about the size of, like, two Steam Links. It's two or three inches bigger yeah. uh, in general. I don't... I don't know. I wish that they would just... I wish that they, I don't wish this, but, like, I think that they should just give up the console thing. Like, legitimately, because the Xbox, at this point... It makes them a lot of money. I don't see them doing that. Right, but, I mean, like, at this point, the S and the Scorpio are just PCs. Mm -hmm. They're having, like, oh, well, now your games will run at various options levels. Like, do you have an S? It runs at S quality. If if you have a Scorpio, it runs at Scorpio quality. They did say that. You are literally paying for a fucking pc yeah i mean you're paying for a pc with a simplified user interface the thing of it is is like uh, but now the interface with the addition of these different options is becoming more complicated yeah you're starting to get closer to what is more the traditional pc space i and i and i I feel like eventually for like i can clearly see sony's trend towards a better playstation mm -hmm. all i see from microsoft's trend is into a fucking pc (laughs) I mean, especially like we talked about this a little bit ago, they're adding the PC, the mouse and keyboard support. Yeah, it's literally, they're like... The thing about that is, I wonder how they're going to handle wireless. They're either going to use the proprietary Xbox wireless, which I think is Bluetooth now anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, I guess they could do Bluetooth. I'm just thinking because USB would require drivers. 
I I don't. But it is a it is a, a fork of Windows 10 anyway. I don't understand the proprietary Xbox wireless personally. Well, I'm trying to think if it is still anymore. I know that new controllers have also have Bluetooth, but the the Xbox 360 controllers had their own proprietary wireless. Which again, like to me, didn't make any sense because you had the exact same latency that the PlayStation had with the Bluetooth. Yeah, but you know what you didn't have? Huh? Third party manufacturers who could make controllers without your permission. Yeah. Remember, remember back in the PS2 days, where it was like Mad Cats. We have like fucking Mad Cats controllers or like anything like that. I don't miss it personally because they just made they shoveled us trash at a cheaper price. Mm-hmm. And I specifically remember that I had a Mad Cats controller that I obliterated. I'll say the uh, going into the. PlayStation 3, Xbox uh, 360 era is when you and I began to diverge, though, uh-huh. because I still consider Xbox controllers the pinnacle of comfort design, and you're yep. all about you're all about your stupid little <laughs> DualShocks. Oh God, they will never make a controller better than a DualShock. Uh, I really, as I was gonna say, I'm still not 100 like 100 100 sold on the Steam controller, but design wise, I like actually holding it. It's definitely my more my more I comfortable. I hate. I wish they had done a, a Steam controller with another joystick instead of the trackpad. Yeah, granted that would is literally just a three uh, an Xbox controller, but like it bothers me because I have to pick my finger up. Would you say instead of having the dual trackpad, you would still have one? Oh yeah, the oh, the, okay. the, the S the um the D pad as a trackpad is perfect. Because yeah. whenever I play a game like Civilization, something that's like required to use a mouse and keyboard, I will always put my mouse on actually the left joystick mm-hmm. uh, instead of the right. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes it makes more sense that way. So besides moving into the you know what you really feel is the PC space, what were your thoughts about the one, Xbox One S? I <laughs> I find it hard to compare it because the X the Xbox One S is technically better than the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. But the price point is not different enough for me to really make a call on it. Well, I mean, like, right... I've cast I've cast my die in the PlayStation ring, right? Just because I like like Uncharted, I love Crash Bandicoot, I love like all these exclusives that they're pooping out for PlayStation. Yeah, that's kind of where you're at anymore. I'm looking at the launch prices. So the new one, the highest end, will be a two two terabyte. I don't know what this is going to mean. Launch edition. Like that, other than calling it a launch edition, does that mean the two terabyte will only be available at launch and then it's going to disappear? <laughs> Fuck you guys. Uh, that's going to be for three ninety nine, a terabyte for three forty nine, and five hundred gigs for two ninety nine. Yeah, it's so close to the launch price, or rather, it's so close to the current price of the. Ori- yeah, the regular the right- Xbox One is three forty nine yeah, right now. It's so close to the original price. Like, how do you even compare it? And I think the regular one, the regular Xbox One, is three forty nine for a five hundred gig. If I remember yeah, correctly, it, it just. I don't know. So for the same price, you would get 500 gigs extra space and a smaller, smaller unless, design. Unless the Scorpio is giving me like a GTX 980 or like something fucking insane. Well, I mean, the, these are running on AMD, aren't they? Yeah. The, no, actually, the um, the graphic, the processing architecture is definitely always AMD. That's right. Um, the graphics are usually proprietary nonsense, um, or on chip AMD, like the PlayStation is an on chip. AMD processor graphics card. Gotcha. So it's essentially an equivalent to their FX line. Hello, AMD fanboy over here. Yeah. Uh, well, four, until recently. The 400 series. No, the 400 series is announced and I'm pissed at myself because I just bought a fucking 980, but <laughs> we'll divulge from that uh, or digress from that rather. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's different enough to do what they want to do. 
Like, I don't. I don't think. I don't think a sixty dollar difference is going to drive more consoles out. Fifty dollar difference, whatever. But also, like the only thing I don't think it's going to drive more. What I would all see in this scenario is the disappearance of the X, of the regular Xbox One. Yeah. Like, because why would you not pay the same price for uh, more storage space and a smaller design? When Scorpio comes out and it's like, "Fuck you," it's eight hundred bucks, and then maybe we'll talk. But like right now, at the almost exact same price point, I don't get the point. Especially because, and this bothers me, as a PC gamer, it bothers me that this is even a discussion. Because, like, for $300, do you know the PC you can build? I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, like... I mean, there's... We have always come down to this, is, is... I am looking at it from a standard consumer standpoint where I just want to buy the fucking thing. I don't want to build shit. Even even at 300 Well, no, never mind. Like, I, Desktop here, PCs here, at $300 are Here useless. is the wisdom that I give to people from my time working in retail computer sales. The idea of opening up a computer to most people is the equivalent of dark magic. <laughs> We're fucking wizards at Hogwarts. <laughs> to a lot of them, yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. And consoles do make sense for a general consumer. But for somebody like discerning, like you and I, like you, listen, you you're are... the one who bought a PS4. I didn't buy a console. No, no, no. no. Hold on, rewind. <laughs> I bought it because Uncharted is good, and fuck you. Anyway, you as a person who is now currently exclusively PC. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have all those old consoles, but yeah, but, I, yeah. I'm... You're, but you play games on PC. Yes. Can you personally justify three hundred dollars for a console when you can pay? $50 for a Fire Stick or a Chromecast that does all of the extra features that you would want in a console in uh, addition to your PC. Or rather, you buy a Steam Link for $60. I, yeah, I'd rather buy the Steam Link. I really have just been crossing my fingers that Steam and Roku will team up and make the device I want, which is basically a Roku that can stream <laughs> my PC. Like, cause I, that's the thing. You know me. I'm all about um, convergence. Never, never changing anything, yeah. Well, no, convergence. Like, I really love the interface and using a Roku, but I want to be able to stream my Steam. And if I don't have, if I can have one device instead of two, it's just to keep it on that one TV input. <laughs> it's been like 10 years, and they've been fucking talking about Netflix and shit on Steam Link, and mm-hmm. I'm waiting for it. I'm like... Please, God, give it to me. OP will deliver. Yeah. Come on, Gaben, you Lord and Savior. All right. We're going to wrap up. We're going to hit a commercial break. Uh, when we get back, we have a Zelda article to talk about and the CW. <laughs> so, uh, Lindsay, if you're listening, turn this off now. All right. Uh, go into break now. Hi, this is Tom from Common Geek. DreamHost is a great service to host your website. They have hosted over 1.5 million websites since 1997. We spoke with DreamHost user Emily O'Neill from Lancaster. Her website, thenecrotarium.com, is unique. Basically, it's uh, I sell bones and skulls and all sorts of cleaned animal byproducts. Uh, a lot of people want it for like earrings, necklaces, um, little nichos, and like shadow boxes. While Emily couldn't remember exactly who recommended DreamHost to her, she did remember getting up and running to be very easy. I don't ever recall anything in my setup that was like tedious or problematic or anything. I just it just kind of happened, and I was like, mm, yeah, okay, here's my server, and here's my name, and everything's good, and now I'm going to start uploading pictures of dead animals. DreamHost stays out of your way, so you can focus on doing what you love, even if it stands out. Something Emily can understand. They think that it's really weird and eventually think it's cool. You win them over. Exactly. 
Win people over to your unusual hobby by going to comicgeek.tv slash affiliates and clicking the link for DreamHost to get started. DreamHost, the best web host for selling bones or whatever it is you want to showcase online. And I desperately hope that you enjoyed that DreamHost ad. I worked my soul into it. And some bones. <laughs> and a couple of bones. All right, so we're back. We're talking about Zelda and the CW. Let's just get this out of the way right now. Uh, the CW casted Superman, and I don't know who the fuck this guy is. I honestly am not familiar with him. I have a bunch of people, including uh, one of our contributors, Dan Bell, oh. who, wrote, who wrote the iOS article, is a big Teen Wolf fan. Okay. I should have asked him about this before I started, because like I said, I uh, Tyler Hoechlin... Um, fucking what is that name even i don't know but he i don't know if you've seen the picture like he looks supermanish. i feel like they made a good pick i legitimately i i and he was on teen wolf which is like not a cw show but it's the kind <laughs> of show that could go on the cw so like i feel like they're going from the right like cast list i'm i would pay money for the teen wolf cw crossover <laughs> You say it, but it's going to happen now that you said that. Supergirl's going to go on Teen Wolf, and then The Flash will show up, and then I feel, Arrow. I feel so bad, because I shit on the CW. You don't feel bad at all. Well, no, I do, because, like, I legitimately cannot understand the enjoyment of the CW as a channel. But, like, I understand that there are people that do. Like, Robert, you love the Flash and Arrow series. I really do. And uh, Legends of which Tomorrow. You, wait, all right, right now, decision time, what you like better? Ooh. Yeah, fuck you. Take a chair. Legends uh, of Tomorrow is my favorite right now. God damn it, you're an asshole. No, no, I say that. Legends of Tomorrow, followed by The Flash, followed by Arrow right now. Arrow's, yeah. on, Arrow's on my shit list at the moment. Arrow shit the bed at the end of that season. Yeah. Like, I didn't think it was that bad, but it's, it's like one of those things, like, upon further inspection, I was like, oh, this is worse than I and thought it was. You were like, oh my god, like, they what needed, the fuck happened? They really are going to lose their fan base if they don't make some changes. <laughs> I'm all right with that. Um, no offense. If Legend, I mean, hey, if they make it through this last little bit of backstory, if they make it through this last season, every season has been flashing back to Oliver Queen's five years in five years in missing. So that if they finish this last season, at least they'll have gotten back to the point. The flashbacks will reach the point where the first season ended, and we'll at least come full circle. I think that's all I really wanted was that everything just needed to finish up, so we knew what happened during I those five years. I love the idea of that, or it's what? like. Where the entire season is like, but while we're telling you this story, here's the more interesting story five no, years no, ago. Every, everyone hated the flashback. That was also like, not only did the A plot get shit on this year, uh-huh. everyone hated the flashback plot as well. I mean, it's like, it's like, what that you, was like the first time, like in, in season three, I heard people saying like, oh, I'm not really liking the main plot, but the flashbacks are pretty cool right now. It's what you're rolling back to like with Lost, where like mm-hmm. Lost, it was like the main plot, everybody was like. You know what's going on? Yeah, exactly. And, and then it's, it's like, why am I getting this fucking flashback? Yeah, and then you're like, fuck you. So it was like everybody, different sects of the of the uh, different sects of the fan base like different things. Mm-hmm. Like the first two seasons, everyone's like, oh, these flashbacks are great. Oh, this this story is great. Season three, it started to like one versus the other, and now season four, it's like we don't like either of these. What are you doing? <laughs> fuck you. Get out of here. So season five, they're saying that they're gonna go. I think because they have to. They're going to go back to their roots is what they're saying. Like, less superpowers, more... Because uh, this season dealt with, like, superpowers and magic. Okay. And they're saying this one, the next season's going to go down and back to, like, street-level, gritty... Did you mo- know... Mobster crime. Did you know that Scorpion could beat the shit out of Superman because he's magic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Superman has a weakness to magic. It's random as fuck. Um, That's, like, an established comic thing. Oh, I know that, but I'm saying oh, okay. it's, like... I feel like it's something they had to add after the fact. Yeah. But, but anyway... So on the Superman thing, real okay. quick. So, wait... I want to okay. stop you right there. Okay. 
I've only seen one episode of Supergirl, and mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. But even on ABC, I was like, this is a fucking CW show. <laughs> they made the right choice to move it. Yeah. They really did. Um, um, so what are your thoughts about the whole Superman thing? That's what I want to say is I think it's a great idea because in the first season, I only watched the bit I've, I've come in to catch up. We watched together. Yeah, the first, the first three episodes. Yeah. That's all I've seen. And they and I talked to friends who watched it, and they kept alluding to Superman like, oh, I just got a text from my cousin Superman. <laughs> like, my, fuck, my cousin Cal-El. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so he, he would get texts, or he would show up like with his face in shadow, or like <laughs> literally like you didn't get to see him. Uh, in fact, here, I'm going to show you. This picture uh, is literally from an episode. <laughs> Where you ten where ten. where he is being hit with backlight, so you can't see what it looks like, and so I think it's a good idea to finally actually show him. But I mentioned this when I posted: it, is I worry that he will overshadow her, not because there's anything wrong with Supergirl. I mentioned this last week that not yeah, Superman think, is the more popular choice. Yeah, and like they have to do a better job of explaining like why Superman isn't here to help. Like, <laughs> not that like. He's not like, that, not that Supergirl can't handle things on her own, but, like, when things get really tough... Superman's like, fuck you! Yeah, like, I don't want him to... That's the thing I don't want. I don't want him to be used as a deus ex machina. Like, I actually have a term for that. It's yeah. called the Marvel problem. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's why 100... isn't Iron Man to sol- there to solve the Winter Soldier problem? Yeah. Exactly. Well, because when he is, he... Fuck <laughs> you. No, shut up. Why isn't he there? It takes ten minutes... To catch a guy with a metal arm. <laughs> no, no it super- took, they took him years. It took him years to find Fuck him. Fuck you, his superpower is a metal arm. <laughs> it's literally his power. But yeah, I, I do, I agree with you. I I feel like Superman is a tough choice to introduce because mm-hmm. he is fucking Superman. He has the notoriety. He has the established ability to use his powers. He has all of this stuff. And she's still on this journey to become Supergirl. While the show is called Supergirl, she is not yet Supergirl. You mean she's not like her full peak power? Correct. She is not. I mean, she's not what comic people would call Supergirl. She's not the established character. She's on that beginning of the journey. Exactly. Yeah. So it's hard, to, it's hard to bring in a guy who's like, fuck you, I'm Superman, when she is yet like, oh, I can fly. I mean, she has a bunch of her powers and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I mean, I mean, like. Yeah. When you compare the two, someone who's an established, it's like uh, it's like Robin having a show about Robin and Batman just never really shows up. Yeah, exactly. I'm like I'm brooding, and then that's the end of the episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, I want him to show up. I think it's a good idea. It'll also get a chance to flesh out that relationship between them. But I don't want him to overshadow her or show up all the time. Like she needs to solve her own problems, but they need to have a, a plausible reason about why he's not there if it's too tough. I feel like. Other than, oh, I'm off solving my own problems. Like, that's the thing. If Iron Man 3 and Winter Soldier had taken place at the exact same time... No, you know... I, they, I agree with Yeah, if they had taken place at the exact same time, there's your plausible explanation. Yeah. This is... Like, because at the end, what we found out, Iron Man 2 took place, like, at the same time as the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. I Fuck, I hate Marvel. Like, everything about them. Like, just... You do? Make, make us your movies and shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> because, like, why do we care about when things take place? It's just, like... Present to us the story you're presenting and leave. Oh, I just meant like that. If they would just do that, that would solve the Marvel problem that we're talking about. Yeah, that's true. I'm um, well. Yeah. It's, it's not that the timeline matters. Because, no, it's about because, creating. Is about getting rid of pot pot problems? It's because Marvel gets to do whatever they want because they're fucking yeah. Marvel. So it's, like, and it's like, well, wait. It's like, why doesn't Flash show up all the time on Arrow? Exactly <laughs> because Barry Allen is too busy. Is it Barry Allen? Correct. Okay. 
I don't watch CW as a rule. Uh, Wally West, though, is in, has, was in season two, but he doesn't have his powers yet. Well, we say yet. We assume he doesn't have powers at all. What is the identity of the Reverse Flash? Eobard Thawne. Okay. He is from the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of I picked up through your watching mm-hmm. um, what that was about. How do you feel about the romances in the Flash series? In the Flash series? Yeah. Okay, sorry. In the CW DC verse, how do you feel? All right, I'm going to do this real quick. Okay. Uh, first two seasons of Arrow wasn't a lot to go on. Third season of Arrow and fourth season got a little bit too much into it. Like, uh-huh. the relationship I like, but it bogged down the show. CW. Yes. It's like you, Flash, you, meanwhile, you noticed that it became the CW effect. Yes. Flash, meanwhile, first season was annoying because he was pining after the character he couldn't have. Second season, three or for half the season, he's with a character who's perfect. Uh-huh. Like, perfect combination. Like, I actually... Motherfucking Mary Jane is where we're at with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then dumps that character. And then <laughs> the character... Wait, no, no. And then the first season character who didn't like him at the time starts veering back towards him. Gwen Stacy! Yeah, fucking, fucking Gwen Stacy. <laughs> so, like... That's awesome. And, but they did it in a way that at least made sense. Like, okay, I can see now why they're starting to get together. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow didn't really deal with any uh, right. r- r- any romance at all. It's, um, a, it's, an, it's a sci-fi adventure show compared of, to the other two. Out of the four... DC CW shows, which currently is your favorite? I said that. Legends of Tomorrow. Okay, cool. There we go. I just want to confirm that. Mm-hmm. Get it written on paper. I'm going to write it down. And it's got it's got Arthur Darville from uh, Doctor Who. Sure, whatever. <laughs> Never watched Doctor Who, don't care. Oh, I always forget that you didn't watch that. I watched Eccleston era. Yeah. And then stopped. Because... Not I your have, worst choice. <laughs> I have a disease. Okay. My disease you really is, like Christopher Eccleston? No, my disease is I hate everything that people like. I did not listen to Hamilton until Megan made me. I still haven't listened to it. Uh, it's so good. I know. I've heard it's great. It's not. I'm not. I think I haven't been avoiding it. It's just like I got a lot of stuff on my on, on my it, watch list. I, I would say it's like two hours of your life that while you're doing other stuff, it's really good to listen to. Mm-hmm. But I purposely avoided it because people liked it. And then Megan was like, "You know, you have to listen to it." So I, I just want you to know, there's a word for that. What is it called? You're a hipster. Fuck. <laughs> Anyway, everyone always makes fun of me because I have hipster style, but, but I am I'm, actually a hipster. Yeah, whereas meanwhile, like everyone's like, "You're a hipster," and I'm like, "No, I want everyone to like the things I like. I want people <laughs> to talk about this with <laughs> magic." Bob, play magic. All right. Anyway, yeah, this is the right time for me to start playing magic, Tom. It probably is. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. Who will I play with? Me. Oh shit! Never mind. Matt, Matt, play magic with me. Fuck no. All right, well. Never Damn. Mind. I'm not talking to Matt. All right, well. Speaking of Matt, um, and I have him written down here as Matt, fuck you, Lee. Fuck he really you. he really does. It's actually written here. Fuck you, Lee. We're going to talk about Zelda. Oh, right. I forgot that we wanted to talk about that. <laughs> Real quick, we're going to just buzz through here at the end. It looks fantastic. It looks like a fucking Miyazaki movie. <laughs> I have not played any Legend of Zelda game fully. <laughs> You're about to go out and buy a Wii U. Now, I'm going to say, I have not watched, played any Legend of Zelda game fully. I did not own a Wii or a Wii U, but I am considering an NX. <laughs> and also, Matt did ter- a terrible thing, though, after writing this article. What did Matt do? He betrayed the house. You pre-ordered it? He pre-ordered it. Maybe. Get the fuck out of my house! Fuck you. House Biscuit, we do not pre-order. What if it's bad? It won't be, honestly. Like, for once, I feel this is an okay okay situation, because looking at the game, it just looks fun. I don't know that I think it looks fun. It looks... The visual style on it is 
unbelievable. It is spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I saw comments on this on the internet. Uh, it is literally playing a Miyazaki movie. <laughs> like it, it is, and it's gorgeous. So, what is our general plot on this? A uh, link comes into a post-apocalyptic Hyrule, as I understand it. We don't. Is it the future or is it the past, Matt? Real quick. Kind of. Yeah, that's the thing. They don't really establish like what time frame it was. Hyrule is decrepit. That much yeah, we know. It's so like broken as fuck. Yes. Uh, and like always. Yeah, Hyrule's always having problems. Fucking Shadow Zone. What the hell is that? Like but anyway, the past, by the way, is the only oh, thank you. game I ever played. Uh, is that I like- lied. Oracle. I played Oracle of Give Your Choice. What? Oracle of Seasons or Oracle of Ages? I oh. played both of them. But like you're trying to say Ocarina of Time or something, and I was like, <laughs> Ocarina of Go, fuck yourself. All right, you need to stop drinking. Probably, but Megan, can you pour me another beverage? Later. So anyway, I am excited for it, and I know we've kind of like shat on consoles this whole thing, but I am interested to see like what the NX will be. I purposely pick my consoles based on companies. Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive games. Exactly. So Sony has Naughty Dog games exclusively. Naughty Dog has proven themselves from fucking PlayStation 1 to make nothing but good games. Crash Bandicoot's coming back. I know. I peed my pants. Which is hilarious because it's a, just an HD remake. It's not even like... I like I first read the articles like, oh my god, new Crash Bandicoot? And I was like, nope, never mind a remake. Never will, mind. I, will I ever get a new Jack and Daxter? Oh, was that Naughty Dog? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, Insomniac made Ratchet and Clank. Oh, Okay. Sorry, those are the two games that came out at the same time that were essentially the same. One was a robot, the other one was a... Uh, I mean, they were very different. Like, Jack and Daxter was, like, very much fantasy. That's the thing. Jack and Daxter started off fantasy and then became, like, cyberpunk fantasy. And then Ratchet and Clank started off sci-fi and, like, started going off in, like, all kinds of tangents with, like, all Ratchet and Clank was really good, though. Oh, yeah, they all are. Um, anyway, so, like, Naughty Dog is the reason I own a PlayStation 4. Right. Like, across the board. Whereas, like, even though I love Halo and Gears of War... Never buy an Xbox. I wouldn't say never, but, like, I, you know what I want? I want Microsoft to commit. <laughs> they say they want to support PC games. Fuck you! E3. They say. They keep I, saying it, but they never do it. I watched Well, their, they did Gears Ultimate. I watched their E3 conference, and they were like, Xbox, Xbox, Xbox. I was like, you, last year. I watched their conference in its entirety last year, and I was like, you said PC five times. They did not say PC a fucking single time. Yeah. They don't care. They say they care, they don't care. Um, which is fine, because Gabe Newell cares about fucking Gabe. And- not, en- not enough to give us Half-Life 3, but... <laughs> well, I honestly, at this point, I don't even want Half-Life 3. Afraid of Duke Nukem Syndrome? Both yes and no. Yes, because, yeah, Duke Nukem, I loved forever, but nobody else did. I feel like, at this point, I can't deliver on all the hype. Yeah. Even a Valve game cannot deliver on the hype. I think Valve should just stop making games. No, no, it'll deliver on the hype to meme makers. <laughs> Fucking memes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm I'm reasonably pumped for Zelda. Yeah. I love the new art style. I think it harkens back to Wind Waker era. Oh yeah. Which was like kind of like the cartoony mm-hmm. sort of. It was it's cartoony, but also like refined. Yeah. So I'm excited for that part. But but beyond, beyond that, I'm kind of up in the air. I'm waiting to see what the NX will deliver. Because if the NX will deliver me a powerful console... I'd say the NX is their Scorpio equivalent. Yeah. If the NX will deliver me a powerful console at a Nintendo name brand, I will buy it in a fucking heartbeat. And if it just had Steam streaming... (laughs) (laughs) Team up with Valve. Which will never happen because Valve and Microsoft are too busy. 
Valve and Microsoft, what are they doing together? Oh, yeah, they hate each other. Yeah. Game New was like, fuck you, Microsoft, for Windows 10. I don't know, though, because I feel like Valve is trying too hard to set, to create its own ecosystem. That, too. To ever do anything with Nintendo. Or anyone. Yeah, or anyone. Although I heard I had heard rumors that the NX was supposed to be like a streaming device, like a Chromecast. So we'll see what happens. So I think for us, um, any final opinions on the Zelda game, Robert? I have considered getting it. I will have to. I will have to play it first. <laughs> That's exactly the case. Do you want to social media? Yeah, I can talk about social media. Sure. Uh, of course, you can find all the articles we talked about this week at our website, CommonGeek.tv. Uh, you can find us wherever you get podcasts by looking for the Common Geek Roundtable. Please subscribe and uh, give us a rating. Five stars is much appreciated if that's the rating system they use on that platform that you're using. Fuck you, rating systems! Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at Common Geek TV, where you can see, uh, especially on Facebook, you can see a schedule of upcoming events, things like when we're going to do live streams on Twitch. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at RC Byler. And I am on Twitter at TVOJR. So this episode was edited by our friend Nathan Mace. Uh, this episode was produced by our friend Matt Lee in the booth. Woo! I got a reaction that time at least. I made him fucking do that. Um, you made him woo. <laughs> I made him woo. Don't forget that Common Geek is soon coming out with a newsletter. So please, please, please subscribe to that at commongeek.tv slash newsletter. You will be the first to get our news and also... Uh, other information we're going to have custom articles and stuff like that in the newsletter so please be sure to subscribe to that our affiliates were dream host and crunchy roll episode as i mentioned edited by nathan mace and produced by matt lee in the booth Woo! or as i have written down here matt fuck you lee in the booth fuck you <laughs> uh thank you very much listening to the comic round table remember to call your mom